The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, it's time for a Saints Happy Hour Quick Shot. If you like the Quick Shot, Andrew, and we're about to do 10 minutes, you can become a patron, and if enough people donate $300... We will do a daily show, extra 15 to 20 minutes, and you get that extra show every day. You want it. Okay. We're doing a quick shot today because the Saints signed Shane Vereen or Ben Vereen or some running back uh, out of the bargain bin from Best Buy. Had it right the first time. Uh, what, Shane Vereen? Ben Vereen is a Broadway singer. <laughs> <laughs> Old man river. There's like one person that got that. They thought it was funny. So the Saints signed this running back. So like. My initial thought, Andrew, before I found out that they like uh, last that Daniel Lasco failed his physical and they waived him, my first thought was like, "Oh shit, they don't like what they have at running back, and they're rummaging they're rummaging through the open box table at Best Buy to find anything that works." Um, but Lasco getting waived kind of makes it less of a panic move finding. Yeah, I mean, if you were to ask me at the beginning of the off season, would I rather Shane Vereen on the team or Daniel Lasco? I'd, I'd probably pick Vereen. Uh, you know, Lasco is a guy that, you know, has less than 20 carries in his career, and I think he averages under three yards per carry for his career. And, you know, he was a seventh-round pick that hasn't really done much. And Vereen's a steady pro that has carved out a pretty good career for himself as a receiving back. You know, he, his career kind of mirrors Cadet in some ways. I mean, he's a different player, but, um, you know, he, he's a pro. So, um, yeah, it's fine. You know, I think, um, you know, again, the big thing is just these four weeks until Ingram comes back, and Kamara's the man. He, he's obviously the best back on the team, and so I don't think we're in a desperate situation here, but Vereen, you know, kind of now comes in. You've got three veterans. You've got Terrence West, Vereen, and Jonathan Williams, and they're going to compete against a couple of young guys that you have, talented guys, and Trey Edmonds and Boston Scott. So I just named, like, five guys there, and <laughs> really just need one or two of them to kind of be competent for four weeks. For four weeks. Yeah. yeah. And so there's a lot of guys there, and I think it's totally possible that one or two of them emerge in training camp and preseason and actually get us a little excited. Yeah, I mean, does it, the, the thing is I'm very excited about Boston Scott because I feel like he's the homegrown version of Darren Sproles. He's tiny. He could do – so, but – my thing is with the Saints bringing in West and bringing in Marine, does that maybe that they they've seen some things in minicamp with him that they don't like? Like that's my concern with him. Like, well, I think really, Marine really just the best guy they worked out that um, was available uh, once they decided to waive Lasco. If you remember, Lasco had that horrible oh, yeah. uh, neck injury against the Bills, I think it was, and this year, and he. Uh, he was carted off, and I remember he had surgery. I think it ended up being like a neck or a disc issue. Um, and so, it's not, I mean, maybe he's just not recovered from that, which is too bad. Um, but, um, you know, sometimes you suffer these injuries. I think it was on a kickoff. Um, and, you know, who knows if he'll ever be able to play again from that. Um, it was a pretty gruesome thing. So uh, it's too bad for him. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think signing West, I mean, remember, they signed West two or three days in the minicamp. And, you know, that was after Champagne and said, now we're going to see what we have with our young guys first. Uh, well, I think anytime you, re, you know, 
sign a guy three days after that, that sends a pretty clear signal that you don't love what you have. Um, you know, obviously, the Ingram news makes having someone competent behind Ingram and Kamara more significant. So they can't just keep Edmund stashed on the roster and kind of groom him along without forcing him into play. Like, they're actually going to have to play one of these guys. Yeah, and I mean, and the thing is, too, you know, look, they they won, granted, they didn't win 11 games with him, but they won games with Tim Hightower at running back. So let's not, like... Well, coincidentally, a guy they considered signing and yeah. worked out. So, like, they can, I mean, if they can win games with Tim Hightower, I mean, they can win games with whoever they choose. And let's be realistic. I mean, you're talking, you know, Mark Ingram, let's say he averages 15 touches a game, right? Maybe, maybe let's say 16, right? So they could give Kamara four more carries. You'd have Breeze throw it five more times and not to Kamara to a wide receiver. And then you're talking, like, eight carries for whoever this is, you know? So it isn't like... Probably not even that many, yeah. You know, so it isn't like it isn't like it's a, a huge thing. And look, if they, if they it's probably five, it's probably five to seven touches. You know, and let's be real, the, the the beginning schedule for the Saints, they better be rolling team. I mean, they play Cleveland, they play the Giants, so they're, the schedule, the early schedule is easy. So I mean, in theory, if the Saints are going to have a good year, they're going to start fast, and they should blow some of these teams out early. So these are these are empty carries. Like if if they yeah. give Edmonds twelve carries and he gets forty yards and the Saints are winning thirty eight to seventeen, like who gives a shit, you know? So I mean, it doesn't work out terrible. It doesn't work out terribly for them at all. I mean, who? If I told you Andrew, I get fifty dollars and you're going to Vegas, who would you bet on? Sight unseen, no practices. Who would you bet on to be the lead guy? Not. First game, who do you think gets like the first crack at it as far as like practice reps or like reps in the pre the first preseason game? Who gets the first audition at it, the first chance to, to win the job? And I would think Edmonds is the favorite. I mean, I think we're all kind of excited about Terrence West and Jonathan Williams and all these hypotheticals and Boston Scott, but I just keep coming back to Trey Edmonds. He's the guy that was in the system last year. Of all these guys, he, he's the one guy. You know, Blasco is gone now, so he's the one guy that was on the team for the entirety of last year. He's the one guy that went through training camp, knows all the plays, is comfortable with the system. He's the one guy that made the team because he beat everyone else out last year. Uh, he played very well against the Bills and the kind of limited duty, um, and he was fantastic in preseason. So I, I still think he, the arrow is pointing up for him. From what I understand, he didn't suffer any injuries last year, so he's still healthy. Um, and I think they've got a kind of aged veterans, especially with Vereen and, and West that are kind of has-beens. Um, and I, I don't really expect them to come in. And, and Now, they may make the team, but I don't really expect them to come in and blow our socks off. Well, uh, here's a, guys are going to explode in preseason. Oh, who's the thing? I mean, the thing with Edmonds, too, he's really good on special teams. So he's kind of got that in the bag yeah. already, right? Yeah. So yeah. even if – even if they look at him and they're like, eh, dude, you're like, your, your, your blitz pickup is kind of shaky. We don't want to play. We don't want to have you play and you might get Breeze killed. Dude, like, he's like, he can still be like, well, he's really great on special teams, so he's going to stay. Lasco, like, Lasco is probably his biggest threat as far as cover, kick coverage is concerned. So with, La, with Lasco gone, I think that actually puts Edmonds on even more solid footing. Yeah, like, Wes and Vereen, like, they got to be good running the ball, or they're not making the team. Like they're not keeping. I don't think they're keeping either one of those for special teams. Agreed. So I mean, 
running back, I mean, of all the concerns we have, you know, of all the concerns I have, like, I'm not, I, I guess maybe I'm just because of Breeze and the way the Saints throw the ball. Like, I'm just not worried about running back. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a month. They can fucking figure it out. Um, you know, the, the thing. Oh, the one thing I'm pretty relieved about is that they haven't. I know Demarco Murray just retired, but they, they didn't sign Demarco Murray. They didn't sign Jamal Charles. They didn't say, "Fuck it, we're going back to Tim Hightower." They haven't brought back Adrian Peterson. So any of those four moves would reek of desperation way more than nope. We're just going to sign the guy that had the best workouts, and that's, that's what they've done a couple times now. So I don't really feel as nervous about it. Whereas, like, if any of the other moves I just suggested were to happen, uh, that to me would start to feel like a little bit more of a panic, desperation thing. Yeah, I think the main thing for this is, and it's not real football related; it's fantasy related. Because if you, if you're a fantasy player and you can figure out which guy it's going to be and draft him. Not that it gives you a season-long thing, but it gives you a real it, – it, it potentially gives you a really, really nice flex play for four weeks. If you pick – you know, like if you pick the right guy and it's Edmonds and he's getting eight carries and he's scoring a touchdown, like that could be a nice flex play for three or four weeks. So I think that's the key. I think the interest – I, I think Kamara's going to go, obviously, maybe – he's in play for first pick overall now. Well, I think with the Ingram news. How much uh, of a bump? Do you big think? question is, where where do you pick Ingram now in fantasy? You know, obviously, at some at, in some round, he's suspended for four weeks, but at, at some point, he becomes a good value play. But you've got to count on the Saints not figuring it out. Like, let's not forget. I mean, um, Jamar Nesbitt. You know, you'll remember he he was scheduled to be a starter at guard for the Saints. He gets hit with the water pill thing. Um, you know, he's suspended. Uh, so enters Carl Nix, who gets the starting job. Well, Carl Nix, you know, obviously the rest is history. He becomes yeah. a dominant starting guard, and Nesbitt never sees his starting spot again. So I'm not saying they have anyone good enough to kind of unseat Ingram this time around, but that's a thing that happens in the NFL. If the Saints you know, get off to a hot start, they're running the football well, and they've got a good combination going with Edmonds and Kamara, it's not impossible that Ingram won't have rest when he gets back. Yeah, and the, the last thing, and then we'll get out of here because we're running up against the 10-minute clock. How much of a bump do you think Kamara gets in touches? Because that changes the dynamic for fantasy players. You know, like if, if I told you Kamara's getting six, seven more touches a game for the first four weeks, I'm taking that dude first. You know, I, I, no I, I, doubt. I, I think more significant, I think, is that Breeze will throw the football more. Um, and the main reason I say that is I think when you look at Sean Payton and you look at the way he designs his schemes, for him, he wants to run the football, but it's all about matchups. And if he feels like we can't really run on this team or we're going to be better throwing the football against the team because they can't cover us or whatever, then he comes out of the gate throwing. And I just think it's going to be one of those things where the Saints are going to feel like they, I think he's going to feel a lot better with Ben Watson and, and, and the rookie, the third-round pick, um, and, you know, the, the receiver they got from Chicago, all those guys. I mean, all, all the additions they've made in the offseason, I just feel like the Saints are going to say, nah, instead of a run, you know, on first and ten, let's maybe do the bubble screen with Cam Meredith, you know, yeah, let's try to get so that- or do the screen. So I, I think 
I, I do think we'll see five to six more touches a game for Kamara. But I think what it'll be is I think you'll see more on first and ten, the the four yard slant to Mike Thomas, or the five yard slant to Cam Meredith or Traquan well, Smith, you know, with a jet sweep. I mean, well, I, I don't makes, know how it gets distributed, but I, I think we'll see more. Of that. Well, that makes that makes Breeze a sneaky that makes Breeze a sneaky good play the first month because his numbers might inflate back to the past happy Breeze days, and it would go back okay. to it would go back to 2017 levels later but you know you pick breeze a round or two higher than you normally would coming off of last year and he gives you three awesome weeks in fantasy and you're three and one and yeah he goes back to just being pretty good a, a kind of a a bottom tier eight nine fantasy quarterback but those first four that having him kick ass the first four weeks for you is a thing that can maybe make the difference between playoffs or not so well, my question my last thing is and I, you know, this is kind of my parting thought is if the Saints are third and one from the 50 or they're third and goal from the one inch line, you know, the question becomes who gets that carry. And, and that was all, that was often Ingram uh, just because he's kind of a bell cow and he's a, a mm-hmm. guy that runs in between the tackles. Kamara maybe less so. And so, you know, who's their power guy? And I don't think that's going to be Boston Scott on it. Vereen's not really a power guy. So I still think kind of that guy is between to me, the guys that really stand out are West, Williams, and Edmonds. And I think mm-hmm. it's really those three that are fighting for that spot. And then, you know, Boston Scott and Vereen, to me, are kind of more fighting for an annex receiving back role. Yeah. So, people, didn't you love this? Quick shot, you got 10 minutes, but if you become a patron, we could do this every day for 20 minutes during the football season. You know you want that. All right, Andrew, we're out of time. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. 
And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.